0: All right. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to bring our tithe and offerings to you today. We thank you that you have placed us here and that we have the opportunity to be faithful stewards of your resources. We receive the gifts from Texas, the gift of the Champions Club materials as the blessing from the Lord. And we pledge, Lord, to do the same for other churches around the nation or around the world We're already asking for a champions club in our church in Burkina Faso. Help us, God, to envision that and see it come to pass. We're a church anchored in the tithe and the offerings financially. We trust you, God, that you will provide employment for those that are seeking. We ask that you would make the dollar go further than it would naturally go. We ask these things in Jesus' name, who has blessed us with every good blessing from above. Amen. Amen. God bless you as you share the tithe and the offerings today. We are in a series about growing to our fullest potential in Christ. Growing to our fullest potential in Christ. And I am navigating the idea in this subsection of the series that we go to our greatest potential in Christ through our body. You know, your spirit doesn't do much without your body. Your uh, soul doesn't do much without your spirit. Uh, We are integrated beings, body, soul, and spirit. And each person has a little different emphasis needed. Uh, for example, some people totally worship their body and ignore their spirit and their soul. Uh, there's one lady where I work out. She Every time I've been there, she's on the Stairmaster climbing stairs. And uh, I bet you she's there uh, at least two hours a day. She's there at least 14 hours a week on that thing. That's fine, I think, but it makes me wonder if in fact they also, uh, if she does that kind of work on her spirit, does she does that kind of work on her soul? Our kind of Christianity, we sort of go the other way, and that's not as good either. We're like all spirit, 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 and we just don't care for our bodies like we should. And uh, nobody pointing fingers at me. Now I'm doing the best I know how to do with this body. Uh, This is what I'm working with, the guy said. And so uh, that's the way it rolls. Uh, Blaine, I think that maybe the notes were not handed to uh, our guest today from Texas, and I'd like them to have the notes because I'm going to read a lot today. I hope this is a fun message for you as we talk about the possibilities that happen when your spirit, soul, and body align together with the Word and the ways of God. The the, uh, possibilities that happen when everything in us aligns with the Word, the ways, and the character of God. I especially like this verse, let all that is within me bless His holy name. I, I think, what is within me? Attitudes are within me, thoughts are within me, uh, but also I have hopes within me. But I also have a liver and I have a kidney and I have a heart. Uh, contrary to popular opinion, I have a heart. Uh, uh, and we just want to say to the Lord, I want all of me to go in the same direction serving you. So, Lord, as we study the Bible today, we ask you to give us insight and revelation. Amen. Okay, so the question is, what are the possibilities for you when your spirit, soul, and body are all in alignment with the thoughts, nature, and character of God in whose image you are created? I think it is a beautiful thing to see a human being that all of them is headed in the same direction, and that direction is toward the Lord. So, can you imagine... Uh, for example, like maybe today, you're in, your body is in the house of the Lord, but your soul is fishing and your spirit is angry at your child. Uh, that You are here, but you are headed three different directions all at the same time. And this cannot be good for you. This cannot be good uh, in any way. It can't be good for your spirit. It can't be good for your soul. It can't be good for your body. And so we're trying to learn uh, to go to our fullest potential, what possibilities exist when our whole being goes in the same direction toward God. So what is the nature of the link between the non-material spirit and soul to the material body? What is the link between the non-material spirit and soul and the material body there's not much research into spirit body connection but we are getting a large amount of research on the mind body relationship Dr. Ellen Langer is prolific among psychology of possibility researchers. I hope this illustration is fun for you. I love it. And I think it makes a tremendous point for us today. In her book, Counterclockwise, Mindful Health and the Power of Possibility, she asked some interesting questions. This was 1979. To what extent can the mind influence the body? Okay, so let's try it. If I smell a fresh donut and imagine eating it, okay, everybody imagine eating it. <clears throat> Did your blood sugar rise? No. Well, we don't know. We're not exactly sure. Uh, would people fully convinced that their teeth are in excellent condition have a healthier looking x-ray at their annual checkup? Do men who become bald at a young age and thus see themselves as prematurely old test as older physiologically than men their age with a full head of hair? Do women who undergo cosmetic surgery and see a more youthful self in the mirror age more slowly? The question may seem a bit out there, she says, but they are worth asking. So she set up an experiment. This is 1979. She set up an experiment that uh, tells about the story we teach ourselves in our body, soul, and spirit. What happened is it, she said, welcome to 1959. 1959. She said that she took 75-year-old men to go on a week-long retreat as part of a large-scale psychology experiment. The men had been told only one thing before coming to the retreat. They could not bring any newspapers, photographs, or books from the past 20 years of their lives. She and her team took these men 20 years back in time. I think I got a little music here for you. 20 years back in time to the 1959 year. When these men were 55 years old, they had Saturday evening posts and life magazines. Each man received a badge with his name on it and a photo of himself from 1959. They were told only to talk about their jobs and lives from that time period. She had a a daring hypothesis. The human aging process was mediated by what we tell ourselves about our life stories. This is the number one song in 1959, December. There we go. Once at the retreat, they met daily to discuss current events, such as the 1958 launch of the first U.S. satellite, Explorer 1. They talked about the need for bomb shelters and Castro's advance into Havana. They talked about the Baltimore Colts' 31-16 defeat of the New York Giants in the NFL championship game. They listened to Royal Orbit, who won the Preakness. They watched Sergeant Bilko and Ed Sullivan. They talked about books like Ian Fleming's Goldfinger, and and they Jack Benny and Jackie Gleason made them laugh. And Perry Como and Clooney and Nat King Cole sang on the radio. And they watched movies like The Diary of Anne Frank and Ben Hur and North by Northwest and Some Like It Hot. All right, I think that's all the 1959 music I can take. Uh, After one week of reliving life in their mid-50s, they showed statistically significant improvements in strength, posture, flexibility, memory, and intelligence. One week of telling the 1959 story and everything the researchers measured improved, including Their vision improved by 10%. And then they did pre-pictures for people to measure and post-pictures for people to measure. And they guessed that they were three years younger after having just simply been for one week back in 1959 when they told themselves the 1959 story, their body, spirit and soul all improved. So, when we look at the Word of God, it has much to say about possibilities that exist in the spirit-soul-body link in the Christian person. It's all over the Bible. And uh, this is a heavy illustration, but uh, it's nonetheless an illustration from my life. We were doing a funeral for someone who took their own life. And Pastor Decker, remember we used to sit on the platform 100 years ago, and Pastor Decker leaned over to me and he said, I'm not really brilliant on most things, he said, but I have never done a funeral for someone who took their life who was not also in sexual sin. I remember hearing that about 30-something years ago, 35 years ago. I remember hearing that and thinking, you're connecting the wrong dots. But when you study the scripture, the Bible might actually indicate that a certain measure of sin in your spirit, and you hate your body. It's a very fascinating thing. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and so, uh, one of the cool things about Jesus, and uh, that's a Hebrews passage, Jesus is I am, right? And you remember that in the book of John. Uh, Jesus used the word for God in John. And they came and they said, Are you Jesus? He said, I am. And everybody fell back on the ground because he used the name for God. And the power of God that was in Jesus was so great. So, yesterday, Jesus is I am. Today, Jesus is I am. Tomorrow, Jesus is, I am. He always is. He's not, he is there, he is here, he is here. He's all three places at the same time, and he's the same in all three places. It's not true for you and me. Yesterday, I was. Today, I am. And tomorrow, I will be. And so when we think about reaching our fullest possibility in getting our spirit, soul, and body all headed in the same direction, this is not something that God needs to do. God does not develop. God does not uh, progress. God does not, to God nothing can be added, and to God nothing can be taken away. But for you and me, what I am today can be greatly influenced by what I was. A lot of us are carrying today what I was, even though what I was for most of us has already been forgiven by God. It's been covered by the Lamb. It is you are uh, redeemed from that or saved from that. What you were sometimes still tracks with what you am. I am what I was. Sometimes happens. And that process of what I am back in the day or what I was back in the day influences who I am today, and so my illustration and I, is that uh, growing up, I was uh, persecuted and bullied, and i was uh, I was a um, uh, maligned let 's say. I was a maligned, uh, I can't spell right now, a maligned teenager, bullied kid. Uh, My name was White Trash. I got beat up. You guys know my story. I mean, I was that. One day, Allison, it dawned on me, I still feel like I'm that. I haven't been beat up for like 40 years. Thank you, by the way. Uh, I haven't been beat up for 40 years, but in my mind, I can still feel like the guy that was called white trash. I can still feel like the kid that got stabbed. I can still feel like the guy that was shot at. I can feel, you know, go through, I can still have that in my, if it's in my, I am because I was, it totally changes what I can be. If I stand here today as a victim, I'm just a victim of this terrible experience in childhood. I realize I don't really have much of a bright will be in my life. And the possibilities of bringing all of you from uh, the past and the future and the present together toward the character and nature of God for your life is so powerful, you can't believe how incredible it is when your past, your present, and your future are all integrated with your body, soul, and spirit headed the same way before the Lord. It is so spectacular and delightful. You see, it's what I am that's not my greatest. It's my understanding of what I can be that is my greatest limitation. How about you just throw down a Bible verse with me on what you can be. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. You ready? I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. That's the word of the Lord on what will be in your life. But you can run that verse through what you was. You can run that verse through what you were. And you will find out that you aren't tapping into everything that God has for you to be. My understanding of what was can limit my understanding of what can be. And my understanding of what I am can limit what I can be. I like to play the piano. I'm not any good. I'm not a piano player. But as a child, I'd sit at the piano and pound out parts. My mom said, son, you should take piano lessons because you could be a great pianist. And I said to my mom, I don't want to take piano lessons because I don't play the piano. Now just think about that for a second. That is why you take piano lessons, because you don't play the piano. But I could not see what I could be because as a teenager, I knew what I was. I am not a piano player. And since I'm not a piano player, I had no capacity to envision that I could actually be a pianist someday. And so as we take a look at what God offers to us in aligning our body, soul, and spirit before the Lord, we know that what is and what can be are two different things. What is and what can be are two different things. Think about something that's impossible in your life, in your spirit, or in your soul, or in your body. That's impossible. Pastor Faye is in the back row there uh, sitting by her dad today, and uh, uh, also uh, his wife and Bill. But Pastor Faye's mom had pancreatic cancer. And we are standing in my office, and she, I think you were weeping actually the day you told me. My mom has pancreatic cancer, and to our knowledge, there is no cure, and to our knowledge, no one has ever been healed of that before. What was? Pancreatic cancer. What she had? Pancreatic cancer. What can be? No one ever gets healed of pancreatic cancer. Done deal, right? No. Pastor Faye said, I'm not taking what everybody has said can't happen. I'm not just Faye, but Faye was the lead in my life in that regard. And they began to intercede and pray. And to our knowledge, at least at Molden Assembly, Faye's mom is the only person that we know of who was healed of pancreatic cancer because what can be is different if you don't let what is and what was drive the equation in your life. Amen. Did Did anybody ever write in your chart? Can't write. That, that's what they wrote in mine. I was in, uh, I was in, uh, what was that? Eleventh grade at East High School, and they put me in kindergarten penmanship. And I got a pencil this big. And they said, "Well, you know, you're a slow writer, and you have no future in writing." Da 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 da. The most common request I get is to write a book, and I just want to dedicate it to East High. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> Just because it was and just because it's what I am doesn't mean that what I can be is modified or changed according to the word of God. So when you tune your spirit, soul, and body to the frequency of God and his word, amazing possibilities happen. Here's a one that kind of just pops into my head. I can run through a troop Meaning, here's the whole military. I can run through the enemy's military. I can climb over the highest wall because when I've got this whole thing rolling with God, synchronism with God, anointing with God, I can do amazing things that nobody thinks I can do because what can be is in the power of God when we align with his word and his way. How about this one? A man's spirit will endure sickness, but a crushed spirit who can bear? Think about the the spirit impacting my body. My spirit can endure sickness. You see, maybe one of the greatest problems would be when the sickness gets in your spirit. You say, you know what, I don't want that in my spirit. Please, please, please don't call the disease that you're fighting yours, my cancer, my, no, just don't claim that. Don't put your name on that. Say, I am facing cancer. I am facing this, but in my spirit, I have the presence of the living God who never gets sick. I have the presence of God who is above all that, and if it kills me, though it slay me, yet will I trust him, but I am faithful to believe what God, spirit is, spirit will endure sickness. The flip side, if your spirit is crushed, your body can't take it. But a crushed spirit, who can bear? Notice the impact of the healthy spirit on the human body with infirmity. Just today, if you are facing some kind of emotional situation in your soul, let the Holy Spirit touch your spirit and your soul will be greatly improved because your spirit has encountered the living God. Or you have an, an issue in your body, let the music bring a joy. I asked Jonathan to do a bunch of dance songs today uh, on God's great dance force, how we're going to end in just a couple minutes. Why? Because if I can get your body dancing just a little bit, I can get a little joy in your spirit, I can get a little of the peace of Christ in your soul, and your whole being is going to be better off for it. What about Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, when you present your body and mind to God? I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. There it is. Present your body. I'm trying to show the body-spirit connection. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. There's the body being presented, and there is the mind being renewed, which is your spiritual worship. And when you do this, you will discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. In other words, get the body and the body sacrifice to Christ as a living sacrifice, the mind renewed by his word and your spirit worshiping. And you're going to know what the will of God is for your life. Isn't that beautiful? Just say, hey, all of me is going the same direction. Soak in the positive results of presenting your body and mind to God, that, that God, here's my body, and I'm renewing my mind, which is my spiritual worship. Lord, I'm holy and acceptable to you. It's my spiritual worship. I'm being transformed, the discerning the will of God, discerning what is good and acceptable and perfect. Chris English was the principal of our Christian school. He just got his PhD in uh, Christian counseling. He's doing great. He loved to tell the story. When he came to Christ, he was addicted to pornography. He said he'd close his eyes now that he was saved, he'd still see the porn in his mind. He, was, he, he uh, reshelved books at the consortium library. And when he's putting books on the shelves, his mind was still filled with images of sin, uh, let's say sinful images. And he said somebody told him that if he could get himself in the word of God and renew his mind, all those images would go away. This was a long time ago. He bought one of those cassette players you could put on your belt, and he bought the Bible on cassette, and he put that in there, and he put that in there, he put the little headphones in, and he said, Kent, and he tells that publicly, I'm not telling his private stuff, he said, as I was shelving the books back in the consortium library, listening to the word of God, it renewed my mind, and for the last 30-something years, he hasn't had even the slightest bit of remembrance of all those images because he got his mind, his spirit, and his body all headed the same way, which is into the image and nature and character of Jesus Christ. I, I thank God for Celebrate Recovery. Blaine, your chance to praise the Lord. Yeah. Go to Celebrate Recovery. It's good for you. I also believe in the power of God to step in, and in a moment, you're not needing all 12 steps. At the very first step, he renewed your mind. You were, but now you aren't, by the power of God. Amen. Amen. I don't know how you guys are doing. I'm trying to check it out. When you view the possible in your spirit, oh, that's impossible. Say it with me. That's impossible oh man, doesn't that just feel terrible, just hearing it? It impacts your body and soul when your spirit doesn't think it's possible. Can I ask you a question? I'm going to without your permission. Anyways, (laughs) have you ever prayed for the Lord to heal somebody? And if he did, you would fall over in shock? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Uh, It would just be like, oh, Lord, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, So I'm at a funeral. I'm like 18 years old, and I I was in fine arts, and I won this thing. It was like, go ahead, drive the nails in my hands. Laugh at me where you stand, because I'll rise again, right? And I'm sitting there, and I look at the casket, and I think, if you do, (laughs) I am just going to fall over dead right now. Don't be rising again at this funeral. That would freak me out. Sometimes what we think is impossible in our spirit, it gets lived out as being impossible in our body. It gets lived out as being impossible in our soul. Once again, doesn't the word of the Lord say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? Doesn't he say that if he called you, he'll equip you, and if he equipped you, he will be with you, and when he's with you, you got it covered? Amen. When you view it as impossible in your body, it significantly impacts your spirit and soul when you start telling yourself a wrong story about your body. And uh, uh, my doctor's here, so I got to be careful not to say falsehoods. But uh, you know, he says things to me like, uh, "Well, he doesn't say things to me, but I assume that he believes this." That hurts because you're getting old. Anybody have any of that rolling in your life? That hurts because you're getting old. No, I'm not accepting that narrative. That hurts because something is wrong, and I'm going to be healthy, wealthy, and wise, and not hurting when I'm old. I'm going to tell myself a different story about my body. Yeah, Byron just said, good luck. But anyways, I'm still telling me the story. Amen. Two men looked through prison walls. One saw mud and one saw all stars. Say, God, uh, two men looked through prison bars. One saw mud and one saw stars. Tell yourself a new narrative for your story. It your spirit about the body. What you view as impossible in your soul significantly impacts your spirit and your body. Well, I just fill in the blank. I feel this or I feel that or I think this or I think that. And all of you know, they used to do in psychological training, they would do uh, rage. They'd put you in a room and have you scream. Do you ever, anybody remember that in the 70s? They'd uh, put you in a room and say, okay, you need to let that anger out. And they'd give you like teddy bears and you run around the room screaming as loud as you can, beating on the teddy bear. And they figured out that behavior reinforced emotion. And they found out that beating on a teddy bear in a padded room and screaming didn't make your body better, in fact, it made it worse. Because what the way to deal with that is, is to say, God, I'm angry right now, and I present my body a living sacrifice to you. And I'm asking that the Holy Spirit will come and renew my mind. And I'm asking you to redeem the areas of my heart where anger has been dominating or where lust or where uh, uh, isolation or depression, where all these things have been resident. Because I can become a person of fully realized potential when I embrace the world of possibilities of a God-aligned spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body aligned with God. What did God say about your body today? What does God say about your spirit today? What does God say about your soul today? You see, Jesus said it in Matthew nineteen twenty-six. He said, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Amen. 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 So here's what I'm saying, David in Psalm 43:5 it said to, uh, the psalmist said, "Why art thou so downcast, O my soul? Put your trust in God." In other words, he talked to himself. I'm asking you to end with me today by talking to yourself. Say something to your spirit. Say, "Spirit, with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible." You know what, soul can't? Your soul can't. With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Body, you know what, body? It may not be possible with man, but with God, all things are possible. Get your spirit, soul, body all together together following hard after God, and watch what possibilities develop in your life. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to study your word today. We love you. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Amen.
1: Hello! Welcome to America's Got Talent. What's your name? I'm Cody.
0: Hi, Cody. I'm Cody Blue.
1: How old are you? I am 22 years old. Yeah. Who are you, miss? Who are you? I'm mom. Oh, I'm hi, Tina mom. Lee. Hi, hi Tina. How are you?
0: What are you going to do here for us today?
1: I'm going to sing a song for you on the piano. I love it. Tina, tell us a little bit about Cody. Cody is blind and autistic. Wow. We found out that he loved music really early on. He listened, and his eyes just went huge. And he started singing, and that's when I just, I was in tears, because that's when I realized, oh my gosh, he's an entertainer. So, yeah. through music and performing, he was able to withstand living in this world, because when you're autistic, it's really hard mm-hmm. to do what everybody else does. It actually has saved his life playing music. Wow. Oh. Oh, that's awesome. Well, we'd love to hear you. Go for it. You ready? I'm ready. Places in my life and time. I saw a lot of songs and I made some bad rhymes. I've acted up my life and stayed. Singing a song to you I love you in a place Oh, there's no space or time I love you from my life You're a friend To the start, where you found me, I'm coming back to your heart, I surrender, take me, this is all I can bring. Back to the start Our God is freedom Here we feel your heart Your heartbeat for us Take me This is all I can bring You'll never stop loving us No matter how far we run You'll never give up on us all I have is let the future be good. Alright, you're hard to
0: convince. I want you to dance a little bit. I want your body to have some joy. It's going to impact your spirit. I want you to lift your hands or clap or smile. Here we
1: go, J-Man. Bring it up. Woo. I feel alive. Come on. I've, I've come alive. alive. I am alive. I come alive, I am alive on God's great dance floor. I feel alive, I, come alive I, alive, I feel alive, I've come alive, I am alive on God's great dance floor. I feel alive, I come alive, I am alive on God's great dance floor. You'll never stop loving us. No matter how far we run You'll never give up on us All of Heaven shouts Let the future begin You'll never stop loving us No matter how far we run You'll never give up on us All of Heaven shouts Let the future begin I feel alive I've come alive I am alive for God's great dance for a bit. In-
0: So Lord Jesus, we present our spirit to you today and we ask you to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. We ask that you would take the sin out of our heart and put your righteousness there. We ask that you would put things that we aren't pleased with out of our heart and put into our heart things that you are pleased with. We ask that you would write our name in the book of life. We ask that you would speak good words over us and that we would believe what God has said over us. We ask God for salvation to come to our household. We ask God that redemption would come to our household. We place our trust in you today. We ask God that from here forward, we will not be based on what we are or what we were. We will be based in what God says we are becoming. Yesterday, today, and forever, all under the redemption of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. If you'd like to pray a sinner's prayer, you'd like to be prayed for for healing or favor, our prayer team is in there. Help me say thank you to Texas one more time. We love you guys.
1: See you in I feel alive. I've come alive. I am alive on God's great dance floor. I feel alive. I've come alive. I am alive on God's great dance floor. I feel alive. I am alive. I am alive on God's great dance floor. I feel alive. I come alive. I am alive on God's great dance floor. I am alive in You, oh God. You never stop loving us. No matter how far we run, you'll never give up on us. All the heaven shots, let the future begin. You'll never stop loving us. No matter how far we run, you'll never give up on us. All the heaven shots, let the future begin. I feel alive, I come alive. I am alive on God's great dance floor. I feel alive. I come alive. I am alive on God's floor. I feel alive. I come alive. I am alive. God's great dance floor. I feel alive. God's great dance floor.
0: Still here. Should we do another song?
1: We will sing, we will dance as the earth that goes ahead. Sing his praise till we see the other side belong to the light When the night is at its darkest Just hold on and the dawn will soon arrive Can you feel the winds are changing There's a new day on the rise And the atmosphere is breaking As the new world comes to life We will sing We'll dance to the earth that goes to heaven, sing His praise, till we see the other side. Let's do that again. Can you feel the winds are changing? There's a new day on the rise, and the atmosphere is breaking as a new world comes to life.